We get to watch real NFL football. Well, kind of real. It's exhibition. It's preseason football, but this is not a drill. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. And uh, look, we're quarterback heavy today. Everything you need to know about the Carson Wentz injury. Also, why the Vikings are down to QB3. And are the Pats really running it back with Cam Newton? Are they? And what type of first impression is Sam Darnold making on his new Panthers teammates? It's all coming up on this edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the show. It is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. Please check out what we're doing over at Locked On Cardinals. Subscribe to our podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. And of course, the Locked On NFL Podcast is live on YouTube. Great daily content, including this video. We're going to get into the Carson Wentz injury. We also have other videos up featuring Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. Getting into this conversation, this is quarterback battle that's brewing in Foxborough between Cam Newton and rookie Mac Jones. We're going to discuss that later on today's podcast. And Julian Council, our Locked On Panthers host, he's going to join us and tell us what type of first impression Sam Darnold is making on his Carolina Panthers teammates. And what's more important to that offense is success. Is it Christian McCaffrey staying healthy or Darnold establishing himself as a starting caliber NFL signal caller. This Monday episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. Of course, Brian Peacock, NFL analyst, former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They're at Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson, which is can be heard Monday through Friday, giving you a national perspective all around the league with all the latest news, insight on every game, team, and more from around the league. Get your picks, your previews every weekday. On Peacock and Williamson's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, of course, subscribe to them wherever you find podcasts. A few news and notes to get into before we get into that Carson Wentz injury. It was uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They were seeking out pass rush help, and they think that they've found it. They have signed veteran pass rusher. Justin Houston, you can see it was official. The team announced on social media. Justin Houston, just uh, third of the active leaders in sacks in the NFL. He's only behind some uh, pretty rarefied air, some elite pass rushers, and J.J. Watt and uh, Von Miller. Actually, Von Miller leads active pass rushers in sacks. Houston with 97.5. He joins a pretty talented Baltimore Ravens defense. And staying in that division... It was Nick Chubb doing what a lot of running backs aren't always able to do, and that's securing the bag. Here's according to Eden Rappaport. Now it's multiple reports that say the Browns and Nick Chubb, they've agreed in principle on a three-year contract extension worth $36.6 million with $20 million guaranteed. Huge deal for the bell cow there in, the, uh, in Cleveland. Chubb, since entering the league out of Georgia in 2019, he's only third behind, of course, King Henry, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings in rushing yards. Derrick Henry with 3,500, Cook with 2,700, Chubb has 2,500, but he's got a few less carries, uh, significantly less carries than King Henry. But uh, he secures the bag and also the news from over the weekend. This is via Tom Pelissara of NFL Network that the Vikings 
are expected to be without three quarterbacks, including starter Kirk Cousin. For tonight's practice, this was on Saturday after rookie Kellen Mond tested positive for COVID-19. Per league sources, Cousins is a high-risk close contact. The team is going through contact tracing. That certainly puts the Vikings quarterback room in flux, one we didn't anticipate. One also we didn't anticipate was what went down on Friday. The Indianapolis Colts, their quarterback room was kind of sent into a frenzy after their big offseason acquisition, Carson Wentz. He suffered a foot injury, and uh, we're going to bring on our guy from Locked On Colts, Evan Sidery. He joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. And Evan, the uh, Carson Wentz comeback season took a big hit. Uh, The Colts are at least getting one of their former quarterbacks, their head coach, Frank Reich, back today on Monday. Yeah, that's that's the big boost right there, getting Reich back in there. But, I mean, you just let it off there, Bo. Carson Wentz, this is such a critical time for Carson Wentz to get in the rhythm and chemistry with his new teammates, especially with how the Colts were one of the lightest teams in OTAs. They only had about a 10-day period, I believe, without any contact. So now you're heading to training camp two days in. Carson Wentz hurt his foot. Um, O.C. Marcus Brady was filling in for Frank Reich, said he felt a little quote-unquote twinge in his foot, and that's why he sat out. And obviously you hear all the reports from Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, et cetera, about how it could be a lot more than what we originally thought. So it's a big derailment for this Colts team. He's going to miss all training camp, all preseason per reports. And if he looks for surgery, Bo, this is a situation where the Colts could be out with their quarterback for the first month or more of the season. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. The report's not good on, uh, on, on Carson Wentz. They brought in Brett Hundley, the former Packers, Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, most recently backup quarterback. He'll battle it out with second-year signal caller Jacob Eason for the rights to potentially start the season as the Colts' starting quarterback. We'll get into uh, maybe some trade scenarios, some names that could uh, be attached to Indianapolis soon, but just the quarterback room as it sits, what's the best-case scenario for the Colts' week one? I would honestly, I'm at the point where Brett Hundley's a really good backup. I think he's a, a, a actually an okay backup. He can win you some games. You saw it in Arizona, but I mean, he won them a game or two before. But I honestly would just roll with Jacob Eason. Fourth-round yep. pick. He has high upside, strong arm. He can hit 60-plus yards down the field. The intangibles with Eason were kind of the question marks at University of Washington. The physical traits are off the charts, though. I would just roll with the punches and see what Eason has in that first five weeks of the season. But that's that stretch they have to open the season. Seahawks, Rams. Titans, Dolphins, Ravens. That is a murderer's row mm-hmm. to start a season for any NFL team. I have to imagine it's probably the toughest schedule of any team in the first five weeks. And if Eason's going in that, that's a baptism by fire situation for him for sure. And they'll find out pretty quickly if he's a legit quarterback in the NFL. And if not, they can go to Brett Hundley maybe midway through that stretch or Sam Ellinger, who they drafted in the sixth round this past year. But it's not a spot the Colts ever expected to be in. I know Carson Wentz had injury history in the past, but they had no experience behind them. Easton didn't take a snap in a single game last year, didn't dress in a single game last year. So the Colts are in a really tough spot here. I would roll with Easton to see what he has for the future, but I would not be shocked at all if it doesn't work out the first couple weeks to go with Brett Hundley. couple names people are banding about. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Nick Foles, the easy connecting of the dots there. Uh, Gardner Minshew staying in the AFC South, Jimmy Garoppolo, any realistic scenario where they bring in somebody, a veteran quarterback to take over the starting reins? Yeah, that's the big question. And one, honestly, I would never have thought would happen about a week or two ago is because of this injury. But the situation with Carson Wentz, and this is what happened in Philadelphia. I do wonder if this is in the back of Chris Ballard's mind, their GM, is that 
when they drafted Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, it kind of shut down. Carson Wentz did. I mean, Wentz could be back midseason. If they go out and trade for a Foles, especially, or a Mariota, and he does well during that stretch, and if Carson Wentz doesn't see the field again, that shuts down his confidence again, and the Colts just waste a second-round pick on a guy that's never going to play a game for them. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder if they just maybe try to survive the stretch, maybe go out and get a street-free agent, another one if Huntley doesn't work out. But, I mean, maybe you can go out and get like a Gardner Minshew for a six-round pick. He's probably the one I like most off that list. Mariota probably was too much of a price. Foles probably would only be a six-round pick. We know the history between Foles and Wentz there, so I don't know if that will work out. But, yeah, the Colts are in such a tough spot, Bo. I mean – the Colts, I don't really know like how they're going to get through the stretch without Carson Wentz because they put all their chips in on this working with Carson Wentz this year. And if it doesn't work out, the scene's going to go kaput just like that. And it, it might already be doing that, honestly. And that's that's crazy to say. Yeah, it's it's a beefed-up division, the AFC South. It isn't uh, as, as soft as it was the last couple seasons. The Titans are you know, a team that really wants to put themselves in the thick of contention. And then, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars are much improved. The you know, you've got the dumpster fire, the Houston Texans, but the Colts, you know, there was huge expectations. Let me ask you this. I mean, you mentioned it. It's all a second round pick. You kind of just said it in passing. There are huge implications as far as Carson Wentz, whether or not he gets back in the draft pick compensation, maybe remind our listeners, our viewers of what that could be, the scenarios that it could be for Philadelphia. Yeah, these implications for both sides now are huge, depending on what happens to Carson Wentz in this injury. I believe the implications are off the top of my head, either 75% of the snaps overall that Wentz plays, uh, it, it conveys to a first-round pick. If it's 70% and they make the playoffs for the Colts, it still conveys to a first-round pick. If he falls below those thresholds for either one, that conveys to a second-round pick for the Colts. And I did the math, just if you divide up 17 games of regular season, let's say he missed the first five games, you're already at 71% of the snaps that he would be at. So missing 29% of those snaps already. So it would not be surprising at all if he was to land, let's say, on the pup list and miss the first six weeks of the season. That's already a second-round pick officially for Philadelphia instead of a first-round pick. So the Eagles expected three first-round picks next year, Bo, and already that could already be in flux for them. It's uh, it's one of the bigger stories in the NFL early on here in training camp. Make sure you're locked in the Locked On Colts with Evan Sidery. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at eSidery. You can see it there as you watch on YouTube. Evan, as always, man, thanks. Appreciate it, Bill. It was Bill Belichick. He says that the New England Patriots are going to run it back with Cam Newton as QB1 and then kind of immediately walked it back. The latest on a brewing quarterback battle in Foxborough with Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. There's no debate. There's no controversy. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar, no doubt about it, on the market. It's delicious, and you're not cutting any quarters as far as nutrition health is concerned. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors and this summer, two limited time flavors that you gotta get your hands on. Strawberry and orange go along with the nine OG flavors that you know and love. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, double chocolate, salted caramel, my personal favorite. They're all covered in chocolate and they're all fantastic. And once you find out what Built Bar you love, you'll find out and you'll be uh, kindly reminded that it's about 17 to 18 grams of muscle packing protein. The calories only between 130 and 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. It's unbelievable. And if you're watching the Olympics, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. They don't just like slug down any protein bar. They they really take into what they're putting into their body. And you should too. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 for your, to get 15% off your next order. That's using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% at Built.com. 
All right, Mike DeBate's going to join us here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Brock. We're having great conversations on the Monday edition of Locked On NFL, which is now on YouTube. Please go subscribe to our channel and, of course, like the video. We're talking to Julian Council of Locked On Panthers. He's given us the first impression of San and Sam Darnold down there in Charlotte, as well as we're talking to uh, Evan Sidery of Locked On Colts. We're getting the latest on that injury and what the Colts are going to do going forward. But going in, going on in Foxborough right now is uh, a quarterback controversy. Not controversy, but I guess a battle brewing. We bring on Mike DeBate, of course, of Locked On Patriots. And uh, Mike, i got to ask you right out of the gates, thanks for joining us. How thin is the ice that Cam Newton is walking on as the Pats' starting quarterback? Uh, to be totally honest with you, Bo, I don't think it's all that been. Uh, Cam so far in camp has looked stronger. He's looked a little bit more in command. His footwork is better. His arm strength looks better. And he looks to be uh, in better shape than he was last year. Not necessarily physical shape, but just the entire package when it comes to a quarterback, running the offense, being comfortable, delivering the deep ball a little bit more, and also working very well in the red zone. Now, the Patriots primarily thus far in camp have been only working out of the red zone. They did test the waters on being able to test the deep ball a little bit on Friday. Cam looked pretty good, is developing a nice budding connection with Nelson Aguilar. But right now, I would say that Cam has fully entrenched himself as the potential starter. That's not to say that Mac Jones hasn't looked good. He's pushing him and giving him all that he could handle. But right now, I would say that Cam looks to be a little bit more in command and is in the quote-unquote lead when it comes to this quarterback position. I don't think that Bill Belichick is somebody that's going to smokescreen something like the starting quarterback position. The comments from uh, recently, and this is via Michael Girardi, one of the great Patriots uh, reporters just like yourself, Mike. Bill Belichick says Cam Newton is our starting quarterback, and then Soon he says, soon after he said they'll evaluate the position from the consistency standpoint and from the production standpoint. I'm sure it will be a hard decision. What path to the starting role does rookie Mac Jones have? Uh, right now, I would say that Mac could end up winning the starting position if he comes out and proves himself to be a better decision maker, a stronger arm, and a better leader than Cam Newton. Right now, even though Mac has shown a great amount of stride in all three of those areas for a rookie, I don't think he's outperformed Cam Newton. So in that regard, when Bill Belichick says Cam Newton is our starter, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that he's going to be unless Mac does something that wows the coaching staff to the point that's going to prevent Bill Belichick from doing anything uh, but giving him the starting keys to the kingdom. I do believe at this point that it's Cam's job to lose, and I haven't seen enough from Mac to say that he's ready to take that and be able to run with it. But there are really times where he's looked great, especially in his quick release. He's delivering the ball on time and accurately, and I think if he continues to do this, this kid's got a bright future in the NFL. Make sure you're listening to him on a daily basis. Locked On Patriots host Mike DeBate joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Of course, follow him on Twitter at MDebateNFL. So you mentioned Nelson Aguilar, and there was a ton of big free agent moves that the Patriots made this offseason. Who's making the most noise so far in training camp in Foxborough? 
Aguilar is one of them. He's definitely making those moves. He is really developing into that consistent receiver that can create separation, and the Patriots have not had that in quite some time. Those vertical routes that the Patriots have not been able to run in the past few years are something that I think they can do in Foxborough this year, and it's because of Nelson Aguilar. So he's looked great in the wide receiver position. In terms of the two tight ends, Jonu Smith has had some wow moments. Uh, at one point on Saturday, he had the crowd chanting his name over and over again, uh, really proving himself as a weapon in the jet sweep and also in the red zone, being that big target that the Patriots can utilize. But Hunter Henry has looked great as well. He's been running routes crisply. He's been really throwing uh, some great blocks and also proving himself to be a very physical receiver uh, in the tight end position, going up, making contested catches. What these two guys are going to bring to the Patriots' play-action schemes this year is going to be fun to watch uh, when you take a look at what this team can do, Bo. Uh, in terms of the defensive uh, additions, Matt Judon has looked very comfortable on defense. He's getting after the quarterback. Christian Barmore, for a rookie, might end up being mm. one of the biggest rookie acquisitions for the Patriots. He's taking reps with the three fours. He's getting into the mix with some of the starters as well. And even though he right now, technically, I'd slot him behind guys like Dietrich Wise and Henry Anderson, Christian Barmore is going to see a lot of time in that defense this year. He's going to pay dividends for the Pats. Are there any rumblings, any updates on unhappy first-round wide receiver Nikhil Harry and, of course, cornerback Stephon Gilmore could – Either one of those guys find them find their way out of uh, off the Patriots roster between now and the start of the season. Uh, at this point, Nikhil right now is saying all the right things, which a lot of people are criticizing him for, and some are praising him for. Look, bottom line, there's really no other way for him to play this. His agent has already requested the trade. Uh, if the Patriots do not acquiesce to his request. It's going to be tough for him to endear himself to the Patriots brass. So he's saying right now that if he is a Patriot at the end of training camp and into the season, he'll be happy to continue his career here in Foxborough. I still think the Patriots are going to do all they can to move him. I think right now it would be too much of a distraction for the Pats down the line to have someone who obviously wants to continue his career elsewhere. But Bill. Belichick and the Patriots have always proven that they'll do what's best for the football team. If they believe that keeping Nikhil Harry here as a third option receiver, as a situational receiver, they're going to do it. And it's in Nikhil's best interest to perform as strongly as he can. He's not going to dog it. He doesn't have that type of ability behind him to be able to compensate for that. I still say the same thing about Sony Michelle. A lot of rumblings about him possibly being moved. I think the Patriots are better off equipped to utilize him as the second option than whatever trade re uh, return they're going to get, whether it be draft picks or whether it be a you know an NFL caliber receiver or defensive back. I think having Sony as the second option is their best option this year. So I think at the end of the day, you're probably going to see both of them stick around, but if I'd say more of the two, I would definitely say that Nikhil Harry is probably the more apt to be moved at this point. Mike DeBate is a must-listen each and every day, never short on storylines following this Patriots team. Of course, follow him on Twitter, at MDebateNFL. Mike, as always, fun to catch up with you. Can't wait to hear what you're talking about this week on Lockdown Patriots. Bo, always an honor, always a pleasure to join you here on Locked On NFL. Thanks for having me on today, and thanks for the plug of Locked On Patriots. I appreciate it, bud. Of course. Talking to a lot of quarterbacks today, and uh, we're going to find out what the first type or first impression Sam Darnold is making in Carolina. 
What's more important for the Panthers' offensive success? Is it a healthy Christian McCaffrey, or is it Sam Darnold establishing himself as a starting caliber signal caller? Julian Council, Locked On Panthers, he's going to join us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. But look, we've got NFL football this week, and that means we have NFL betting action. The Pittsburgh Steelers, betonline.ag right now, one and a half point favorites over the Cowboys. Thursday night's Hall of Fame game. You want that action? The fastest, easiest way to do that? Bet online. Baseball season also in full swing. You saw all the trade deadline moves. You want to get some action on the Mets, maybe the Cubbies, bet against them. You can find that. Bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and of course UFC MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news. Sign-up bonuses. Yeah, we have a sign-up bonus right now. Welcome bonus. If you head over to the website on your cell or your, your laptop, sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in 100 bucks, you get $53 to play around with. Build your stack before the NFL season on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. It is the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's Bo Brock. We're talking a lot of quarterbacks today. We talked to Carson Wentz. We went over the injury with Evan Sidery of Locked On Colts. Who could replace the former second overall pick? Check out that video on YouTube. Also, the brewing quarterback battle in New England between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. We talked to Mike DeBate. Check out that video as well. Let's talk to the franchise where Cam is currently the GOAT quarterback, Carolina. We're joined by the host of... Locked On Panthers, our guy Julian Council joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. And Julian, you know, thanks for joining us. I got to ask you, what's the first impression so far of quarterback Sam Darnold? What's he making as far as impressions with his new teammates? Uh, It seems to be that everyone on the team loves him, loves his competitive nature, thinks that he absolutely will one day be kind of the franchise here in Carolina. He can be a leader. He's not necessarily the most rah-rah vocal guy. He lets his play uh, speak for itself. So that seems to be kind of the thoughts around everyone so far and within the Carolina Panthers organization, whether it's the, uh, the head coach, Matt Rule, the general manager, Scott Fitterer, or just the players. Yeah, it's interesting, and I kind of chuckled when I, was, I saw your tweet last week about Sam Darnold. I think you're spot on with this. I'll read it for our podcast listeners. Would it be asking too much if I asked you all to turn every, not to turn every Sam Darnold snap into a referendum on whether he's the answer at quarterback or not, at least for the first few months? I'm just trying to look out for the sanity for everyone involved. It's only July. We have a long way to go, and I think you're exactly right. Can we just have like a moratorium right now on whether or not he's the guy or not? Yeah, it would be nice. I think going back to OTA and minicamp, uh, you always have the beat reporters there doing a fantastic job kind of giving the play-by-play. And anytime there was some sort of interception, the entire Twitter timeline freaks out. Oh, my gosh. And he was pretty up and down apparently back at OTA's minicamp. And then so far in training camp, it's just kind of like – I mean, they're in shells. It's not like they're out there actually going live right now. We'll see them getting pads on Tuesday. But uh, apparently last night, you know, the whole back together again NFL gimmick that we got going around league wide. They had fans out at Wofford College and kind of the first time that they really kind of ramped things up. And Sam Darnold apparently wasn't sharp. So that's going to lead people to question of like, oh, man, did they make a mistake? It's like, let's sit back and wait. Because last season, I was never in kind of thinking I never thought Teddy Bridgewater was going to be the franchise quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. I don't think anyone really involved in the fan base thought the same thing either. But early on, your returns when they start off three and two, 
were pretty good. And I'm seeing headlines being like Teddy Bridgewater is the right guy here in Carolina. But then we get to November, December, and it's saying Teddy Bridgewater running out of time to prove he's a franchise quarterback. Then the next week headline, the Panthers need to find a new quarterback. So we can do this the first couple weeks and say, oh, this guy is right <laughs> or this guy is wrong. And you can see the season play out and then find out actually this guy wasn't that dude in the first place. So instead of having week one freak out against the Jets, however that plays out, let's wait until maybe, you know, the second part of the season gets to like weeks 11, 12, and then we can maybe make a better educated um, opinion on whether Sam Donald is the right quarterback here in Carolina. So yeah, let's just do that. I think we're freaking out right now. It's an important PSA for your listeners, Carolina fans. I mean, uh, it's, it's just one of those things. You're going to ride that emotional roller coaster otherwise. Julian Council, Locked On Panthers, joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast at Julian Council on Twitter. You can find more t- great tweets there. Uh, so, with all that being said, I'm going to ask you a pretty uh, loaded question as far as who's more important to the success of this Carolina Panthers offense that needs to take a step in the right direction this year under offensive coordinator Joe Brady and second year coach Matt Rule. Uh, who's more important, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who was limited to three games last season? Staying healthy, or Sam uh, Sam Darnold uh, establishing himself as a starting caliber quarterback. It's got to be Christian McCaffrey. The guy's already proved himself to be an All Pro player in this in the fo- in the National Football League. What he's like ninety seven rating on Madden for people who care about stuff like that. <laughs> I, like the last time the dude was healthy back in twenty nineteen, he had a thousand yards receiving, a thousand yards rushing. Only two other guys have done that in the history of the NFL. Roger Craig and Marshall Falk. Where are those guys in Canton, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So Gold you already know how good of a running back he is when he's healthy. And last season, you can't tell me that Teddy Bridgewater would not have performed better had Christian McCaffrey been healthy for all 16 games. I'm not sitting here to tell you that Teddy Bridgewater should have been the quarterback here in Carolina, should still be here, but he would have had far more success had he had Christian McCaffrey next to him. And for Sam Darnold, it's not necessarily about him going out here in being a 4,000-yard passer and throwing 40 touchdowns and all that, it's really about him managing the offense and taking what the defense gives him. When you have guys like Christian McCaffrey out there, you have Robbie Anderson, you have DJ Moore, you bring in Dan Arnold, who you know of, in Arizona to hopefully be some sort of a red zone threat at tight end. Yeah. It's not really the pressure's all on him. There's plenty of guys on this roster to help you make plays, which he did not have in the last the first three years of his career up in New York with the Jets. Yeah, you know what? I'm also intrigued by this defense. They were abysmal in 2019. They took a step forward last year. They added Hassan Reddick, who I'm familiar with covering him in Arizona for four seasons. Uh, Twelve and a half sacks. He performed in a contract year after they declined his option. Denzel Perrymore comes over from the Chargers. And then the first defender off the board in the NFL draft, J.C. Horn. Uh, do you expect this defense to take a step forward in 2021? Yeah, I thought last year for me, I never expected them to be really good. Like they had that stretch where they're going up against former Super Bowl MVP or MVPs of the league, like Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Drew Brees, and they really struggled. And even Nick Foles, even they struggled during that period of time. But then as you got later on to the season against the Lions, they shut them out against Matt Stafford, who's now with the LA Rams. They had a really good game in the second half against Green Bay on that Saturday night where they frustrated Aaron Rodgers. They started playing a lot better down the stretch. Now you add in guys like Hassan Reddick where I'm questioning last year was a contract year. Was he lying to us or is that really who he is? Now he's here with his former college D.C. and college head coach and Bill Snow, the D.C. and Matt Rule, the head coach. So maybe that's a better environment for him than the last couple of seasons in Arizona. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, adding Morgan Fox also, who played next to uh, Aaron Donald last year and had six sacks to the Rams. That helps. Da- Daquan Jones, who's been a solid starter at defensive tackle the last couple of seasons for a Titans team that's really turned around and become a perennial playoff team. Adding him to help out Derek Brown 
and you got Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns on opposite sides. You bring in A.J. Boye, a former pro bowler who didn't have a great season in Denver last year, but still has been a pretty good player in this league. Dante Jackson also to go in the same secondary with J.C. Horn, so you're not asking him day one to kind of be that guy, which and oftentimes Carolina Panthers have asked their young cornerbacks day one, like, hey, we don't really have any depth, so you need to be the number one guy. <laughs> right. That's not the case with this team right now. So I feel really good about this, what this defense could be. And I didn't even bring up Jeremy Chin, yeah. who is the most versatile player on this defense and arguably should have been the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year had Chase Young, you know, number two pick, not done Chase Young things. Sure. No doubt about it. As I said, intriguing defense. You know, will it uh, will it perform? Yeah, lots of questions as uh, Julian outlined there. That's what you got to tune in each and every day to Locked On Panthers to hear the latest on what's going on in Charlotte and Spartanville as far as their uh, Spartansville, right? South Carolina, where they're training these. Spartanburg. Ah, I apologize. I, I, I get Spark, my... Sparkle City, man. Sparkle, <laughs> Sparkle City. Sparkle <laughs> City. Make sure you're following on Twitter at Julian Council and listen to Lockdown Panthers on a daily basis. Julian, thank you so much, man. Yeah, Bo, anytime. That's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown NFL Podcast. I've been your host, Bo Brock. Tomorrow, Ross Jackson, Lucas Braun. They're going to continue to gear you up for your fantasy football season. More fantasy insight, plus the latest news from around the league, NFL training camps. You don't want to miss it. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast as well as our YouTube channel for great daily content. You won't regret it. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Have a great week. I'll talk to you guys next week on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast and the upcoming NFL preseason regular season. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, who you hear every Friday on this podcast, and handicapped expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts.